What's up? What's good? What's popping? What's happening? How you doing? The date today is Thursday, the 22nd of February 2018. I have chronic back pain. I'm excruciating agony. Um, but enough about me. Let's talk about you. And let's talk about the world. And let's talk about what's going on. Um, I want to start with an apology. I'm acutely aware that the last one of these... I don't know what this is. It's definitely not a podcast, but I did. Um, one of these that I did was, was let's just say, low-qual audio, or at least it was high-qual audio coming in only one of your ears. Wait, behave. Behave. You know what I mean? Emerging, playing in only one of your ears. So I'm sorry for that. <clears throat> You're listening to the anti-podcast. And before we get into the news, I want to just, I just want to give you a little word from our sponsor this week. Unfortunately, we lost fentanyl, the wonderful um, drug brand um, as, a, as a supplier. I don't know why, but they just, they've, they've, they seem to have pulled the plug. Um, so, you know, no more donations coming in from them. But we've got a new, a new sponsor this week. This week's episode is brought to you by nothing. I'm just going to read the copy here. Is it hard finding the perfect gift for someone who has everything and wants nothing? Well, that struggle is over. You can now buy nothing without feeling guilty. Get the gift of nothing today. It's perfect. You've heard the saying, nothing is better than chocolate. Or nothing is better than a new video game. Or nothing is better than a new iPhone. Well, now you could literally give nothing for only $199.99. For $299.99, they actually will give you nothing in a, in a luxury box. Nothing is better than, you know, it's better than a lot of things, you know. So that's 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 our, that's our sponsor for the week. And for me, for me personally, you know, I've received the gift of nothing, like absolutely nothing. And I think it's the ultimate form of minimalism. You know, less is more, more or less. Nothing is precious. You know, nothing is simple. Nothing is sacred. And you open up a pack of nothing, and you're going to be enthralled. When nothing happens, you know, you got to allow nothing to throw, throw itself into your consciousness, flow through your body. Nothing better than something. So that's enough for the adverts. And let's get right into the news. I don't think the news has been... I don't think the news has been international enough so far. So today, his news story are going to be a little bit more international focus. Yes, we're going to touch on the West. We're going to do something from the United States of America. But we're also going to touch in with our Chinese friends. Ni hao. And our Russian friends. Das vidanya. So, so kicking off with China. and <laughs> Funeral strippers. Crack down on exotic dances at Chinese wakes. 
For those of you not familiar with the Chinese custom of funeral stripping, fear not, because I'm about to explain it to you. It's remarkably simple. In China, where they don't have such a somber Victorian view of death and of the afterlife, it's not uncommon for people to celebrate funerals, which I know seems like a paradox if you're a Western person, but celebrate the life of someone, it's probably the best way to say it, by having a massive party, getting pissed out of their face, and hiring strippers. It's a sort of a phenomenon, funeral strippers. Obviously, we're talking rural areas of China. We're talking like the Florida of China. Um, but, you know, it started in the 1990s, I think, kicked off around then, and it's just been happening ever since. They do sort of obscene, ludicrous performances that I imagine, you know, sort of makes everyone giggle and reminds us all of our own mortality um, whilst taking our mind off the fucking, you know, horrific nature of death. <clears throat> I'll read from the article. Despite numerous attempts to stamp out the practice, it has remained a regular feature of many funeral rituals. The Global Times describes strippers as a modern part of many rural events. One reason that some communities in China reportedly believe bigger attendances at funeral help honor the dead and bring them good fortune. <laughs> so just like, bring me a bus full of strippers. I don't care. I just need people. We need bodies. We need bodies. There is only 60 on the clicker. This bloke was a diplomat. He needs, I need buses of strippers. So they're trying to crack down on funeral strippers in China for obvious reasons, I am, you know, but what's the harm? What's the harm? You know, if I guess there's an argument that there could be kids at funerals and funerals should be respectful, but I, it really depends on whose funeral. Do you want strippers at your funeral? Had you even considered the possibility? Let me know. <laughs> Comment, like, subscribe, share. <clears throat> America. Florida House declares Bourne a public health risk shortly after denying assault rifle ban. This shit always happens in Florida. It's always Florida man bites off own leg in swamp. Like, you know, Florida man goes missing for four years, returns speaking fluent Chinese. It's always fucking Florida. There's something about the heat or the humidity, or I don't know what it is, it just seems to turn people into just absolute psychos. But this is about the Florida, this is about Florida lawmakers, who on Tuesday passed a resolution declaring pornography was going to be a public health risk. And then less than an hour later, rejected a motion to consider a bill that would ban assault rifles. I can imagine if you're sitting in New York and you're reading this story, you're thinking to yourself, oh, for fuck's sake, look, look, they won't even ban guns, dangerous weapons. But they fucking think porn is like a moral degeneracy and is corrupting society. I mean, what the fuck? These guys are so archaic. They're so backwards. And I get that. I do. I fucking get that. But I also read this story and I kind of think, like, porn is kind of fucking up society. Porn is, like, do you know millennials are having less sex than their fucking parents? That's not normal. Kids are supposed to get more degenerate and more, especially if you look at the media that's out there. It would be logical that kids should be get, but they're not. They're not because porn is fucking up the natural the natural way of things. Maybe porn is a fucking public health risk. I don't know. I don't know. Let me know in the comments box. <laughs> I'm joking. I literally have no way for you to contact me. I would not. I don't want to be contacted. I'm a fucking hermit. Um, in immense back pain. Gaze for Putin is our next story out of Russia. Mother Russia. 
Gays for Putin is a weird group that have pledged to schedule a rally in support of Russian President Vladimir Putin, who, when I last checked, was incredibly homophobic. Um, but the group is calling itself Gays for Putin. It's announced plans to hold a rally in support of the president um, due to his re-election bid next month. So I guess this is kind of also the politics story for the day. It, yeah, I mean, I guess they're trolling. It's a tongue-in-cheek kind of kind of statement. But to get 600 people to attend a rally in Russia where it's definitely illegal, not only just to be gay, but to have a massive rally about it, that's a bold move. And to do it in the name of a president who expressly isn't going to want himself tied to the gay community for, you know, long-standing homophobic reasons, that's, that's some brave shit. This is like activism 101. This makes kind of gay pride in London every year look a bit fucking tame. To be honest, this is like some rock. This is some rock and roll shit. People should do that. People should do that more. People should protest like this more. I think. What am I even on about? But that's 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 your news for the day. Culture now and prescription medication. Now this is fascinating because I happen to be on prescription medication at the moment. Um, but actually, my you know my form of prescription medication is painkillers. Another form, and perhaps a more commonplace form of prescription medication, is antidepressants. And the big culture story out of the United Kingdom today is that scientists have settled one of medicine's biggest debates, and indeed a question that's been surrounding antidepressants for a long time. Do they fucking work? And the answer empirically now after 522 clinical trials involving like over 100,000 people has found that yes they fucking do work <laughs> and apparently um you know i don't know you know like apparently they're incredibly fucking effective in reducing symptoms of acute depression um when compared to placebo you know when compared to like a dummy pill so that doesn't mean that they don't have side effects, that doesn't mean they don't have problems, that doesn't mean that a part of your brain can't be killed off if you're taking antidepressants. But science today has you know, officially confirmed that, yeah, they work, they're incredibly effective, and I imagine that will have a lot to do with putting money behind them in, in, in the future. So if you're worried about people being too doped up on government-approved meds, and you're a little bit worried that, you know, we are too reliant on medicines to make us feel good that we might be slipping into Aldous Huxley's brave new world a population addicted to prescription packets of soma then um then I don't think there's much you can do about it to be honest with you but the Royal College of Physicians said the study finally puts to bed the controversy on antidepressants when a body that large and that authoritative is saying right yet we're, we're not debating anymore if antidepressants work or not that means that the entire system is behind antidepressants. My question is, where do you draw the fucking line? You're a consenting adult, fine, but is it okay for a suicidal teenager of, say, 16 to take an antidepressant? At what point can hormone-altering substances or mood-altering substances change you, change your personality, change your behavior? Freaks me out, mate. I don't like it. I don't like it. it. Freaks me out. Says the hypocrite who's dosed up to his eyeballs on codeine. But back pain. You don't understand. All right? I don't like to talk about it because I don't want to go on about it and make out that. 
My life is so difficult. My <clears throat> top lists of antidepressants most and least effective, for those of you who want to know. I know that there's somebody out there who wants to know. Most effective, aglomelatine. Jesus Christ, it even sounds effective. Aglomelatine sounds like something to, that you remove paint off walls with. Um, amitriptyline, escalomapram, milazapine, and paroxetine. So these are the ones, these, this, this is the good shit. If you're feeling sad, if you're feeling lonely, then you need to get yourself any of those teen, line, pram, pine, teens. Get yourself involved with those. The least effective, on the other hand, don't be, don't be tricked <laughs> by the snake oil that is fluxetine, fluxaxamine, reboxetine, and trazodone. Jesus Christ, what the fuck are we, like, the world is so dystopian. How many milligrams of trazodone do you have to take before you're just a walking corpse? Just a vegetable? Fuck. Study says compelling evidence and findings could help doctors pick the right prescriptions for patients in the future. But nobody seems to be considering the other option. How about we all just don't fucking take, I don't know, I don't know if they work and they stop people from killing each other and killing themselves. Who the fuck am I? Who the fuck am I to tell you? Whatever. Food news now. And this also falls under culture, if you ask me. I don't know whether you're going to find this one appealing. <laughs> kill me, kill me. Japanese farmers have... Farmers or scientists? I don't know. This is almost like a text story. The reason I'm putting this in culture with food is because, you know, first there was no... I was like, they were doing avocados and olives with no pips. And now this, which I don't even know where I fucking stand on this. I think we need to stop playing God. But let me just tell you the fucking... Japanese farmers invent edible banana skin. And I'm not going to lie, attached to this article is a picture of a banana just chopped with the skin on into chunks. And it seems to have been fried. And it looks fucking delicious. The result is a fruit known as mongi bananas, which roughly translates as edible, incredible bananas. They went on sale last year at a department store in Okiyama which sits roughly halfway between Kyoto and Hiroshima. Buyers are urged to wait for the little brown spots to appear on the skin as a sign that the bananas are ready to be eaten in their entirety. So these exist. Hop on Amazon. You know, I like to eat kiwis skin. I eat apple skin. I've always wondered if you can't just eat banana skin everywhere anyway, and people aren't just being, people aren't just being wusses about it. Just eat the fucking, you know, grow up. Put some hair on your chest. Eat the bloody banana skin. You know, peeling your banana, faggot. Conspiracy theory of the day. <clears throat> Fidel Castro, father of several little Castros and brother of Raul Castro, is actually the father of Justin Trudeau, president or prime minister. I can't remember. I want to say president of Canada. This is your conspiracy theory of the day. I'm exposing you, Justin Trudeau, as the secret love child of Maggie Trudeau and Fidel Castro, which would explain Justin Trudeau's extreme, <laughs> extreme socialist policy. I don't know. This sounds like some shit that's just made up by like angry Republicans, but no joke. The thing that I'm seeing trending the most in, in the conspiracy sphere <laughs> at the moment is Margaret Trudeau's secret affair with 
Fidel Castro producing the love child that we today know as Justin Trudeau. Of course, supposedly the son of Pierre Trudeau, famous uh, Canadian liberal politician, who himself was friends with Castro in the um, in the 60s, or at least political allies. This is fucking fascinating. I don't know what to make of it, but when you pull up a side-by-side shot of Can- Canadian? Canadian. <laughs> Getting my Canadians confused with my, with my Cubans. Cuban dictator Fidel Castro and Canadian president and minister Trudeau. The comparison is actually fucking striking, with the exception of Trudeau having blue eyes, which I'm assuming uh, Margaret uh, Trudeau did. But just pull it up, give it a little Google, and um, throw yourself arse and tits first into that swirling vortex of, you know, whatever. i got to go, because I'm using my laptop, and my girlfriend needs it, and she's down the road in a cafe on an iPad, probably getting, like, more and more and more frustrated. But that's your news for the day. That's your culture. That's your conspiracies. Uh, stay tuned for more shit and more back pain. I don't... <clears throat> Not a podcast, is it?